Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Constant Companion Podcast. I have lost track of which episode this is. I believe it's episode seven. Um, but today we have a guest with us. Um, we have my good buddy, Wesley Smith. Hello. And uh, basically, uh, we brought him on. He used to be on my old podcast. And since we've promised that we would bring guests on, these are most likely going to be people that you may not be familiar with. But Wes and I go way back. We worked on the old podcast together a little bit. He's been in a lot of my short films and stuff. So I figured this would be a good time to bring him on. Um, And this is a very appropriate subject because he has a story that he wants to share with us. Um, Today's subject or topic of the week is conspiracy theories. Why are dun, they? Dun, dun. Who are they? When are they? Where are they? And do they save you money in the end? That is the question. So today, we have a very interesting discussion. Dallas and I both spent time in the little town of Snowflake, Arizona. If you're not familiar with Snowflake, Arizona, it's up in northern Arizona. The only real... I guess the uh, thing it's known for outside of Mormon culture is the movie Fire in the Sky, supposedly oh my. based on a true story. Why don't you explain what this is to the audience, Dallas? This is an amazing movie, but it was a real-life experience that happened to this man where he was abducted by aliens in the middle of this forest. And it's about his experience of being experimented on and captured and then eventually released. And there's a lot of different conspiracies about it, whether it really happened or not, whether he was high or whether this is real life. We don't know. How about, is it okay if I read the movie description on the back of the cover on Google Images? Yes, that's all right. I'll let you do that. So first it says... Widescreen version enhanced for 16 by 9 TVs. Dolby Digital English 5.1 surround sound with English subtitles. Then it says, the last 10 minutes are so terrifying, you'll be gripping the edge of your seat. And here's the actual description. Six men saw it. One man became a prisoner inside it. But who would believe them? In 1975, logger Travis Walton and his co-workers discovered a hovering UFO. Walton's pals fled, but Walton was not so fortunate. Whisked aboard the strange craft, he was subjected to a painful, unhealthy medical study. Oh, unearthly. It's hard to read. Um, Fire in the Sky is the amazing tale of that ordeal and of the contempt and ridicule endured by his co-workers as they tried to explain Walton's mysterious disappearance. He was found five days later, bloodied and bruised. James Garner plays an investigator who suspects the story may be a murder cover-up, and Robert Patrick Craig Schleffer, Sheffer, Peter Berg, Bradley Gregg, and Henry Thomas join Sweeney in the roles of the men staggered by an event that would have thought they would have thought impossible if it had happened to them and encounter with a U- an encounter with a UFO. Wow. Wow. Took place on November 5th, 1975, 5:49 p.m. That's actually pretty early. White Mountains, northeastern Arizona. <laughs> I'm getting chills just listening about it. So we well, I never had the chance to meet the guy personally, but I had a companion who had. Dallas, did you ever meet this guy at all? I never, I never did actually. Okay. I I talked with his close family member about him. Um, I also had a companion that met him too, though. And from what I heard, he is living in a trailer. He's kind of gone mad, still drunk. Still doing drugs. He lives on like the east side of Snowflake, so that's where like all the hippies live, all the the, the polygamists yeah. live, and so he's out there. And you know if he's out there, he's got to be a little little cray cray. 
or maybe that's a conspiracy theory. Because <laughs> maybe here's my take on it. I talked to a Navajo man. Uh, and by the way, Wes is here. He is our judge. He is going to determine which one of us are are telling the truth and which one of us are speaking straight horseradish. Oh, and I can sense horseradish from an aisle away. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you got a good sense of smell. Um, so the story I was told was he was abducted, and like it said, there were like he said there were witnesses. According to this movie, though. They all, like, threw him under the bus afterwards, so I don't know how trustworthy they truly are. But anyhow, um, he got abducted, and then he was put in space for a few days, and they, he showed up at, like, a gas station, butt naked. In and Heber, he Arizona. <laughs> with a Mars bar in one hand and a Milky Way in the other. Are you oh, lying? Are oh. you serious? That's for you to. That's for West to determine. Now, now here's the question though: What gas station was it? Was it like you know, like a Seven Eleven? Or well, working it was with probably like... a Circle K, considering it was Arizona. May oh, have had okay. a big gulp laying around somewhere too. Or no, sorry, oh, Connor... Polar Pops. I'm sorry. Oh, with Polar I'm Pops. Part of the Polar yep. Pop Nation, and I didn't know that. Connor, yeah. do you remember when we drove up to to Snowflake um, from Scottsdale? And we're driving up, and in Heber, because this is this is where he was found, was in uh, a Heber gas station. Mm-hmm. And you remember driving up when, on the on the left side of the road, there's this shop, and he has all those wooden figures that he carves out. Yes, I and do. there's always all these alien ones. Yes. Now we know why, because in Heber is where he was found. So oh, that's why there's man. aliens there. I just now realized that. I just had an epiphany. An epiphany. A papithana. And on top of that, there's real photographs of the alien in the movie. They found the alien that abducted him and they filmed with him. He looks pretty good for his age, actually. Sorry, go ahead. No, I just... I'm going to throw out my opinion real quick. um, Because I did talk to, to his family member who knows him pretty well. Um, and she mentions that he he was a drunk. He was doing like heroin back then. I don't know if that's real. Fact check me later. But because of that, and because he was the only one that experienced it. Okay, yeah, the other guy saw it, but he's the only one that experienced it. I don't know if there's full, unidentifiable proof that this really happened. You know what I'm saying? Indisputable. Yes. Unidentifiable, <laughs> which could be true because was, if it was unidentifiable proof, that would most likely be alien. And since exactly. Oh, well, shut up. Shut it. No, you're Don't right. Don't use my words against me. Dude, but who's the alien they used in the movie? You tell me. Oh, oh. I need to look this up. Look up Fire in the Sky Alien. I would say this. If you have Dude, it's any, Baltimore. Well, yeah, probably plays multiple roles. Probably tight casted for the bad guy in a lot of things. Or Deadpool, either of the <laughs> two. <laughs> I guess he could be. Uh, oh, what I was gonna say. Whoa, you know what's crazy about that, Wes? I'm looking at Google Images right now, and I have all these related words in the margin. And you just brought up Deadpool. Well, Paul Rudd is in the margin. Paul Rudd was in Ant-Man, which is a Marvel movie, which created Deadpool, which stars Ryan Reynolds. So you're probably right. Ooh, ooh. But I, I like think, where this is heading. I think if anybody has any further questions, I should direct you to Ghost Adventures. They did a special on aliens and UFOs. And the thing about it is... This was very unlike them. And what's his name? Zach Baggins? Zach Baggins has never been proven wrong in the history of Ghost Adventures. And they went and met with the Fire in the Sky guy. And they had him recount the story to them. And then did they actually do any investigating? I think that they, they went out, they brought someone else out in the mountains. 
They dropped someone off out in the mountains. And he was going to wait to see if he would Oh, that's right. They dropped a guy off in the mountains, and he, went in, he waited to get abducted. But the aliens were too smart to fall for it. So he didn't get abducted. <laughs> More proof that it's not real because they didn't take him. Dude, that's just you using your negative brain. Yeah, we don't or need my positive brain. Here. We don't want to cause terror in the streets knowing that there's aliens running about abducting people, okay? We don't want to do that. Okay, how about this? Explain to me this. We met a man, another Navajo man, when I was in Scottsdale. I'm assuming this is related to the incident in Snowflake. And I, forgive me, I cannot remember his name off the top of my head. But he told us one day, he, he took us outside to have a very serious conversation with us. And he pulled, op- he pulled up his sleeve and he showed us three freckles on his arms. One in the very middle of his arm, one directly up where like his wrist was, and one kind of like going towards his elbow. But like he said that they were both exactly three inches apart from each other in a straight line. And he said, you tell me that there's not something weird about that. And he's like, and I never had these before, and they appeared one day. Then, the same day they appeared, I realized anytime I go outside, if you look, there's always two lights in the sky, in the sky, and they follow me anywhere I go. He called up his girlfriend, Debbie. He said, Debbie, I'm going to bring you a star. She says, what are you talking about? He says... Just get on route, whatever it was, and I'm going to drive towards you, and I'm going to bring you a star. Because he knew that these aliens would follow him anywhere he went. And so he just played it off like he's, like, I don't know, like a romantic, and pretended that he was actually bringing her a star. And he pointed them out there. He said, look, that's your star, Debbie. And she was like, whoa, what are those? And then he explained to her that he had these freckles on his arm and he thinks that he was probed and that these aliens have been observing him for years and years and years. But the day that he tried to show it to us, they were mysteriously not in the sky. You tell me if that's not indisputable evidence that aliens are aware sometimes and hide from us. Two words for you. Stealth drone. Stealth drone, yes. Stealth mode. Which ties perfectly into another conspiracy theory that we'll get into later. But that's all my evidence. I don't know what you could ever do to dispute that, Dallas. But I'd I'm like done. to see you try. I'm done. Nope, I'm done. I have no evidence because all we have is his word, and I guess that's all we need. Wes, it's in your hands now to determine the validity of these claims. See, for a while you had me, but then near the end with the story with uh, with the guy and, and Debbie, I mean, to me, you were just describing Close Encounters of the Third Kind. To me, the guy you were describing was Richard Dreyfus. so I don't know if I can believe it or if this is a story that is real or if you had just previously watched the movie and just described it using different names, so... <laughs> So if you had to stamp something, like if we had a file that we had to give to the government and you had three stamps, one says true, one says plausible, one says horseradish, which would it be? Ooh. I mean, I'm probably going to have to go with plausible because you were close to the horseradish. But then again, I've always been intrigued by aliens, so I can never, you know, disclaim that they don't exist. Gotcha. So I'm going to have to go with a plausible. So you are a skeptic, but not a non-believer. You've got that right. I think you are misunderstanding the question because we never were arguing about whether aliens were real. Okay. Aliens obviously are real. The, the question was, is this real? It's a yes or no answer. Just say yes or oh, no. And yeah, that's horseradish. Yes! It's horse... <laughs> but the alien's in the freaking movie! They aren't the real ones. It's him! They, they use Johnny Depp. Well, see, because here, here's, here's why I say it's horseradish, and I think you can agree with me here. 
Um, so if anyone knows Connor, he is supposedly Hispanic, but everyone claims he is Chinese. True. That is true. I can confirm this. So if you can't conform your ethnicity, how can you confirm <laughs> the story to be true? Gosh, this guy's smart. <laughs> I'm so glad we would have never been able to get to the bottom of this without Wes. Yeah, we wouldn't have. So this is the real conspiracy we need to be talking about, maybe on another podcast, but what is Connor's true identity? You know what, what we is should he? do? Is he an alien? No, this is actually a good idea. They do those um, those tests you can send in where you send like a sample of like your urine or something. Or no, 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 no. Just your saliva. Oh, your saliva. So you spit yep. in a bottle, you send it off, and then you get like you get a paperback with all of your like uh, your heritage, like what percentage of different ethnicities you are. My aunt did it. She got back that she was three percent black. I have black in my ancestry too. Yeah, they were farmers back in the eighteen hundreds. Whoa. Yep. What if there was a one percent that was unidentifiable? Then that furthers our conspiracy theory that aliens could be among us. And another conspiracy theory that there is a race that we'll get into later called the lizard elite who live among us. Wow. And Obama's one of them. I mean, you also just described my wife on Skyrim, so... (laughs) (laughs) They live in our virtual world and our real world. Wow. With that aside, we have to get into some... If anybody listens to our show, they know that we have a compelling need to help people. Um, We have true love for people all around the world. And we often do a segment um, where we answer Yahoo questions, and we do it to the best of our abilities. Today we decided, since we're getting close to Valentine's Day, even though we're not really close, but since it's coming up, and because Dallas really put a lot of heart and thought into this, we are going to do a relationship advice segment. And Wes is a relationship connoisseur himself. I am. I crave romance. I'm like the Ryan Ryan Reynolds of Connor, Connor's life. Yes, precisely. Does Ryan Reynolds crave romance? <laughs> yes. Um, In what way? Did you see Deadpool? No. <laughs> yeah. That might give you a That's better That's where I'm idea. missing out? Yeah. I mean, I was also trying to describe his hit um, rom-com... Um, I cannot remember the name now. You're like, I'm like Kevin James. You're like Will Smith. In <laughs> I'm Hitch. like Hitch. You're like yeah. a white Will Smith. Okay, let's get into this. Yeah, let's get okay? into it. We've had thousands of questions pouring in, and we have the expertise of Dr. Laura. We know what we're talking about here, so we really want to help these mostly high school age kids out. With their love lives. Um, so pick a number between 1 and 10, Wes. 7. 7. All right. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Let's do that one. All right. So it says, my crush is in a relationship. So I've been talking with this girl for a month now. And we've known each other since elementary. We just started talking and getting to know each other all over again in December. Eventually, she told me that she was sort of seeing someone. It's a long-distance relationship, though. So it goes on, and we still talk. I feel like I had something. I had, I had to say something to her, and so I told her how I feel about her and asked her out. She reminded me that she was still seeing a guy. Just a couple nights ago, we were texting each other, and she told me that she was waiting to talk to this guy. So I asked her how she feels about this guy. She told me that she likes him, that he makes her happy. I don't know what that means. And that there's a lot of decision to think about. Like, if they were to be long-term. We talked for hours about feelings and us, and she knows that I really do like her. So I want to know, should I wait for her? Should I tell her that I will wait until she's ready or just move on? This girl makes me happy, and I haven't met anyone like her. Where I can talk about anything 
and everything with her. What's your thoughts? Okay, so wait, go back to the part where they were having a conversation about life or something. Yeah, so she said they were talking a couple of nights ago or texting each other actually was happening. And there's a, just talking about her feelings for the guy. She oh, told okay. me how much she likes him, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, they said they talked for hours. So they probably just texted her for hours. What do you have to say, Wes? I don't know. I honestly don't know. All relationships are different. All I know is don't ever wait for a person just from previous experiences. You tell them how you feel, and then you just let them react how they will, and then move on. Because later on down the road, you just keep waiting and waiting, and then you miss all these other opportunities. I would say if you really want to have her you have to f- come up with a way of keeping this guy from further interesting her so here's my plan you go solve the case of fire in the sky you figure out if fire in the sky is real or not if the alien is real then we know that aliens are real then you don't have to even think about girlfriends or anything because you should be trying to further that and you'll become some sort of renowned um I don't know what they would call you. Somebody who discovers something. Anyhow, if not, that means the alien costume does exist. Therefore, you can take the alien costume when this boy is asleep, zip it up, put him inside of it. He'll be stuck as an alien the rest of his life. Everybody will be freaked out by him. And there's absolutely no way that this girl is going to be interested in him anymore. Wow. Yeah. Simple as that. That's just got real. My advice for her or him, wait, probably him, right? Uh, Doesn't yeah. specify. I see. My, my advice is move on, okay? Obviously, she's interested in this guy. She wants him. She needs him. She He makes her feel happy. Does she you know, need that's, him? She needs him. You know, girls have a, a need to be with someone and always be with someone. And so he fulfills that for her through long distance. Um, but on the other hand, you can still try to sneak in there as a friend, which may go into something more. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But don't push it right now because she's, she's, she's happy. She's happy. Okay. I have another question. Go, Unless go you, you have, do you have more to say about no, that? I was just going to say, if you do go the fire in the sky route, um, it is a win-win situation because there will be money involved if you just discover that the alien was real. Um, most likely, conspiracy theorists from all around the world will find value in your claims. You will become one of the renowned, and you will most likely somehow inevitably become a millionaire and somebody that somebody looks for looks to for information you might not have a girl but at least you proved if fire in the sky was real or not <laughs> and that's all we really care about right now that's all we figuring care about. that out all right this one's this one's really serious um so let's not judge them right now okay but they said would you ever consider dating someone 40 years older than you. Wesley, would you like to to add to this? Would I like to add to this? What is your thoughts on age? I mean, to me, age is only a number, but you also have to look at it as far as, like, in the relationship. Like, you think about it, like, this way. She's already retired, you're in middle school, like, that could be a little awkward. Like, what What's what does it give the ages, or... Just 40 years is all he says. She could be very youngly retired, I guess, if you were well, in middle school. What I think is, she's probably got a solid career going. She could support you through your middle school years, your high school years, and then into your college years, she could. you know? And so you'll always be well off. So well, and here's say, another thing too. 
because okay, I was looking ahead. into one time the um, thought process of dating older women and why a lot of men are going towards dating older women anymore. And of course, Cosmos. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But they say one thing that is very attractive to men is women that are independent, women that do not rely on their man. When women are older, they have this dependent or independence where they do not depend on their partner. You know, they've already developed their career. They develop their education. They have their own place. So it's not like the high school days of whenever you date a girl, you date her whole friend group. You know, yeah. and then you have all this drama. You have, like, this person who has, like, her own life outside of you, and you have your own life outside of her, but you guys can still have this relationship. So that's something that he, he takes into effect. You know, that's something that he finds attractive or that we find attractive. So let's do the math. He, let's say he's... 18 that puts her at 58 at that's the that's just assuming he's 18 so maybe he's 16 that still puts her at 56 so i'm just gonna go out on a limb and say she probably doesn't have very many physical attributes that you would find very attractive unless she is a celebrity at that age so i would say you've obviously thrown looks out the window the only things that you apparently are worrying about are what's on the inside. And, I mean, more power to you. Like they said, she's probably got a ton of money. You can probably just, I don't know, like kind of act like she's your mom or something and just mooch off of her for <laughs> quite a while. And uh, I'm sure she'd be happy with that. Um, keep her company. I'm assuming she's a widow. And uh, so, I mean, there's a lot of benefits to it other than being called a weirdo. So... Yeah. Well, I mean, you also look at it, too. Like, I mean, you have, what is it, Jennifer Aniston? She's like, what, like 40, 50, like 50 something? I have And no she idea. still looks like she's like 25 and still in the cast of Friends. But I, I would like, say the percentage that she looks like Jennifer Aniston, like the chance, is slim to none. Gosh, these are good answers. I feel like this okay, person's wait, really going to be helpful. provide out. a picture. Photographic evidence, that will give us a better idea of how we should respond. Please provide a picture for further (laughs) analysis. For further analysis, (laughs) yes. Can we do one more question? Oh, yeah. We've got time. Okay. All right. This one is a little bit on the borderline stalker. Um, Ooh, these are good. I like these kind. So this guy's in high school. And he says this. He says, I love this girl, but I'll never get to see her again. What do I do? I met her in gym class last quarter, but last Thursday she graduated early. And I've got two years of school. I asked for her number, but she wouldn't give it to me. And whenever I send her a message on Instagram, DM. I don't know. What does DM mean? Do you know? Direct message. Oh, thank you. And she never That's even different. looked at it. That's all he gives us. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you need to move on your mama mama, okay? This girl obviously is not interested in you. She's looks like she's two years older than you, maybe. I don't know. And she's not interested. She won't even give you her number. She won't list, look at your Instagram because nobody looks at Instagram DMs or anything. How well does and he know her? Does he he say? just met her in gym class, is all he said. Oh, I have a last theory. quarter. Since this is Please all share. about theories. So he I've got, said... I've got a good... Oh, oh go, go for it, Wes. You go first. Well, are you sure? I yes. don't want to... I mean, I, I am a guest here. I don't want to, like... You might, over, okay, add, you so, might give me further ideas. Okay, so I can, I, can on, I can give you a good answer because I can relate to this kid. Okay, so this is going to be like Wes's little story, like side story time. So back in my youth days... In being in the youth program, I turned 14. It was the big 1-4, which means youth dances, parties, I'm in. Okay, so get this. I dance with this one girl, and the first question I ask her is, do you like playing video games? Because, you know, as a teacher, all you're doing is playing Halo and, you know, applying acne cream. So, (laughs) of course... 
she's like, um, I played Black Ops before. I was like, boom, okay, this girl is going to be my future companion, right? So as time progresses, she does not give me the time of day. In fact, she is in the ward that meets after ours. I'm going to call her Michelle. So Michelle would meet... Like, her ward would end whenever ours would get ready to start. So, of course, me being a teacher comes early to set up the sacraments. So, what I would do is I would borderline stalk her by just, like, peeking out of the preparation room. But anyway, so, as this has gone through, of course, she never acknowledges me. Then, she moves out of the youth program. I'm still in the youth program. Of course, I think, oh, nothing will ever happen. Boom. Two years on down the road. She ends up working five minutes away from my house. So on down the road, we start talking, and we end up pretty much dating without us even noticing or even knowing it. And then, boom, next thing you know, she's taking showers at your house. Yes, and also we are giving each other foot rubs and watching movies together. We were pretty much living the married life. talked about your lives together. Yeah, so you never know... What could you never know how future? it could happen. I say continue to stalk her. Find out more about her. In fact, Here, even try to get in through her friends and mole your way is, in. This is my theory on the matter. She's blind. Why do I jump to that conclusion? She didn't even look at your DMs on Instagram. So she, maybe she can't see. And maybe she just didn't text you back because she can't see she couldn't read your text and siri didn't read them to her so i mean would you really want to you know have to uh tie yourself down to a lady who's blind and she probably went to gym class because she probably wanted to try to show off her independence and try to run around without a cane just to show off to you but you know it's not worth it yeah give up I was just going to say, maybe she's even a lesbian, so... You never know. You don't know these things. You don't know. She could be. It's definitely a possibility, actually. You could scare her straight by stalking her. This is also... Yes, scare her straight, and then eventually she'll date you, according to Wes, from his experience. (laughs) But she won't know it's a date. I have experience. And next thing you know, you're sitting around the... uh, the living room, and you're watching Caddyshack together. <laughs> wow. <laughs> See, the trick is, whenever she starts, you know, trying to push away, you just tell her this simple phrase, just let it happen, and everything will be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Wes. Dallas, just do you have anything happen. else? Um, I had a couple more, but we're good. Let's keep going. Okay. So we're getting back into conspiracy theories. We wanted to lighten the mood up. I don't know if we lighten the mood up or if those – I don't know. That was a heavy dose of reality that we just that witnessed. Um, but we're going to get back into reality or maybe uh, suspended reality, which is all sorts of conspiracy theories that are out there. We talked quite a bit about aliens. Let's get into some more realistic ones. Dallas, do you have any that you had on the mind that you'd like to share? Well, there's one I found. Um, I listened to this show called Coast to Coast AM, or Coast to Coast in the Morning, as some oh, people yeah. know it. And I'm, I'm a long-time listener. I've been listening since I was, like, 10. I would always stay up, because it comes on at, like, midnight in Minnesota. And, it, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. Well, they came out with this article. There's been a lot of, like, Elvis conspiracies out there. About whether he's really alive or whether he's not. Well, now we have real video proof that Elvis is alive. And this video came um, on his birthday on January 8th, so just like nine days ago. Mm-hmm. And it shows Elvis or what he would look like now in the background at his birthday party at Graceland. And they compare it side by side. They kind of do a little analysis. And everybody thinks it's him. Because there's another video like a year or two ago that showed Elvis, or what they believe to be Elvis, as like a gardener at Graceland. Yes, I saw. You know this that video. video? I saw this yes. video. He's even wearing an Elvis T-shirt in that video. Mm-hmm. And then he does this little um, 
this little thing with his fingers. Like, it looks like he's scratching his head, but then he has his middle finger up, too. And it's making a V. And that people are speculating that means, like, V for Elvis type thing. And so... Or uh, I don't know. Maybe he's like, get that camera out of my face and kind of shows off a little <laughs> bit of the middle finger because he's the king of rock and roll. You know, he doesn't want to be completely impolite. So he raises that other finger too to kind of, you know, remind you that he is the king of rock and that it could also be interpreted as a V. But he's also like, get that camera out of my face. That's well, maybe it's E for Illuminati. Which brings Ooh. us to another conspiracy theory, which is... That the Illuminati, I don't know if you guys know this. Well, you guys know this because I talked to you about it. But I don't know if the listeners know this. Denver International Airport is actually the headquarters of Satan, neo-Nazis, the Illuminati, and what they call the New World Order. Why is this a fact? Well, a few reasons. According to the documentary that I watched... Denver International Airport. Look it up on Google Maps. I brought it up. I sent it to Wes and Dallas, and they agree 100% that the shape of Denver Airport from like a bird's eye view is in the shape of a swastika. Indisputable evidence. I've seen it. I'm looking at it it. as we speak. Yeah, it's just – and then on top of that, they have – all these members of the New World Order, and apparently there's this big plaque calling it the New World Airport or something, which apparently doesn't exist, but that it's a reference to the New World Order, which includes George Bush, uh, Tom Hanks was in there, uh, John Kerry, uh, Barack Obama, a lot of political figures, and then some weird celebrities like Cher or something. Anyhow, on top of that, the guy who found some sort of like deadly – who discovered a deadly strain of hepatitis um, was part of the New World Order. And the chemical formula for hepatitis or this deadly strain is AUAG, which that same combination of letters can be found in the airports. Yes. Then there's also paintings of what supposedly um, represent the future and that the New World Order just wants to form one giant government regardless of boundaries and that they're going to do it by uh, – through genocide and they're going to um, – they're going to reduce the size of the planet to 2 billion people because it's the shape of a swastika. I have two things to say about this. Tell me. One, every time I've flown through the Denver airport, I've always like gotten in and then moved to another terminal or to another gate in the same terminal, Terminal C. I've never been to any other terminals there. I don't even know if people go to the other terminals there. That's where I think the secret Nazi base is at there. That's I think what I in- think. Yes, it's in there. And then there's also thousands of doors there that go nowhere. Nobody knows where they go. But I think they go in the basement, which is where they keep all their weapons and nuclear codes and prisoners. And that's where George W. Bush is at now, apparently. That's Yeah, that's what I heard. This is real. Well, do you think – here? Do you think any of these conspiracy theories cross over? Like Elvis also works at the airport because – and he only comes to Graceland when he needs to go either take care of his lawn or go to his funeral or whatever that – the anniversary of his funeral or whatever it was he showed up I th- at. Or his I birthday. think so. I think so. I think he works there because every time I've I'm been there, I've seen this guy – that looks exactly like the guy in the video mm-hmm. who drives those service carts around that picks like handicapped people up. I've always seen him there. That seems like an easy job for somebody trying to stay out of the limelight uh, would get. Mm-hmm. You know, he needs to do something at a place where, you know, he can blend in with the crowd. But, you know, maybe if he, he finds a fan, maybe he takes her down to his secret basement and has 
like romping the rice or something, but I mean, it's Elvis for Pete's sake. Is that like a stew? Yeah. Only served in Graceland. Oh my gosh. That's good. I want some romping rice. That sounds good to me. Wait, sorry. My sister is informing me of a conspiracy theory. Oh, apparently he has an alias. That's right. We and watched a video. He would go to the airport and he had an alias that he would use and he would and communicate to the government. Showed up at an airport the day after he died. I wonder if it's Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's true. Did you hear that? Okay. No way. Is that real? That's so this is what my sister told me. So, apparently he had an alias that he used to talk to the government and the day after he died, that alias was found at like an airport or something so it holds water he works at the airport gosh this is real i hope this we don't get real. censored for this hope Dude, the government isn't come to our catching on i'm telling you <laughs> wes thoughts i mean these are all valid points i mean you also take into consideration a lot of wwe superstars have also you know, gone to these conspiracies, and they usually died. I mean, look at Superfly Jimmy Snuka. I he think was he was on to something. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the king's still there. Maybe maybe we just have to find... I don't know. I mean, look what happened to Hulk Hogan. All that blackmailing him with that uh, that celebrity sex tape and him having to take Gawker to court. I mean... Yeah, I mean, look at his daughter. Look at his daughter. There, that is a government experience, experiment. His daughter is a government Cloning. experiment. Cloning. They tried to make a female clone of Hulk Hogan. He is a super weapon. You ever seen Captain America? Well, Hulk Hogan was the first of that in real really? life. Yeah. At the, they made him at the Denver International Airport in the basement somewhere. Gosh, this is just getting scarier as we more talk about it. I mean, and I know Hulk Hogan. I've had previous experience with Hulk Hogan. Which we will get into. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, that's right. well, I have one thing to say about that. Okay. About you thinking that Hulk Hogan was like the original Captain America. It's not true because Hulk Hogan was born in 1953, Captain America, World War II. Well, here's the thing. Came around World Captain War II. America ain't real. Hulk Hogan Captain America's is. is real. Captain America's real. Okay. He's on the TV. He's on the movie screen. Well, that's true. But what if Hulk Any, everything Hogan... on TV is real? Well, I wait. What's Hulk Hogan's daughter's name? Brooke Hogan. Yes. Well, we can't. Dis- yeah, you can't dispute the fact that she's some sort of government experiment. She is. Uh, that body is not. Should not I mean, you see the guns woman. she's packing? Those are, like, confidential government secret weapons there. Let me see. Those are, like, you imagine, like, those giant barges that, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. was building. Yeah. That's her arms. That's her arms. Very true. Um. Okay, Wes, do you have any conspiracy theories that you need to bring forth at this time that must be discussed? I mean... Do you really save 30% off when you apply for a Kohl's charge? I mean, I, I've seen both situations. Like, I, I just don't know if I can believe story. it. 30% off. I, I just cannot believe how good of a deal that is for all you have to do. There has to be some ties in there. And because of this, you actually went and took an undercover job at Kohl's to figure it out. I did. And so how long I'm have you undercover been working Kohl's. there now? For almost two years, and I've I've finally come across something. So you've heard of the mysterious Coles Cash, right? Which some others call it as Coles Crack, like crack cocaine, because of its addictiveness. And that's like I have store found, credit. Yes, I have found the vault underneath of the Chambersburg Coles where they keep their Coles Cash. Whoa! So it's real. It is real, and I is this? I haven't seen. The anything f- yet do you think cole's cash could possibly be the form of currency that is used at the denver international airport 
I'm not going to agree or deny that because, I mean... You're not going to confirm nor deny? No, I am not. I'm only going to say 30% off is a really good deal. Which brings us to who is behind it all. Is it the Illuminati? Is it the New World Order? Or is it space Vladimir Putin. According to David Ick, the the reptilians' cover-up story is, this is according to a website, is the quintessential nutjob theory, or so he says. The idea is that the world is secretly being run by shape-shifting reptilian aliens who are manipulating just about everything behind the scenes. Key reptilians include Queen Elizabeth II, Barack Obama, who are both allegedly blood-drinking humanoids uh, of the Alpha Dragonist system. Many skeptics have argued the theory is pretty much stolen from the original five television series. Oh, sorry, V television series, which is aliens arrive on Earth and pretend to be human. The craziest thing about this theory is just how popular it is, though. David Ick has supporters of his theory in almost 50 different countries, and his lectures often draw large crowds. Um, public policy polling survey found that 4% of registered voters in the United States believe in David Ick's theory. Good to see such sensible people in charge of who becomes the most powerful person or lizard in the world. I think they're trying to discredit him with this article, but all they did was prove um, that this theory actually holds water among people. I am not familiar with David Ick. I am not 100% familiar with his conspiracy. However, there is a photograph that I am viewing right now of Obama with half his regular face and half a lizard face. So, I mean, judging by that's the only thing I have to go off of, it looks pretty realistic. I have to say that this conspiracy must be related. I 100% agree, and I also want to throw in that there's a theory going around that Michelle Obama is actually a man, too. So, My mom personally associates her with Grape Ape from the popular cartoon show. The one where really? the ape stands on top of the sits on top of the car and uses its arms to push the car forward. That is my mom's personal theory on you can just look up a picture of Grape Ape. That's my mom's personal theory on uh, Michelle Obama. I mean that's a good one. I mean have you seen her underarms? I have. They're pretty I I would describe them as Brooke Hogan esque. So it's all connected. It's all, you know, it makes the rounds. Absolutely. There's Absolutely. just so many theories out there. I mean, Elvis, the New World Order, the Denver airports, the lizards, uh, Michelle Obama. It's just all connecting. And it all started with fire in the sky. Man, this is real. Did you guys I'm, I'm really... Sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No, you go. I was going to say, did you guys know that the moon is a projection? Everybody knows that. What about that yoga is a form of satanic worship? Well, it's a very relaxing satanic worship then. How about the U.S. government dumping fake snow on Georgia? There is a video on YouTube of a lady who claims that the chemtrails in the sky are a result of the government flying in and dropping snow on Georgia because it's impossible that snow would ever appear in Georgia. She's from Chicago. She knows snow. So what she does is she goes, picks up the snow, wads it up into a ball, takes a lighter to it, burns the snow. However, there is no dripping or melting of the snow. It simply turns black. And then she says chemtrails it's the chemtrails you telling me this is snow i'm from chicago i know what snow is <laughs> and it makes they sense just... why they would put snow on georgia because they didn't know what to do with the taxpayer money they had to find a new way of wasting it so they decided they would dump fake snow on georgia 
Well, Georgia needs to learn how to drive in the snow too. Okay, just just one time it snows doesn't mean it's a natural national emergency. That's all I got to say. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> that was random. Okay. Whew. This is good. Well, we've talked about a lot of different conspiracy theories today. Um, we are rapidly approaching what I believe is close to the end of of the podcast unless anybody else has any further conspiracy theories that they would like to bring forth at this time before i think i think wes has a story right right yes okay good i'm i just want to hear that that's all i want wesley you you have to tie it all together i have to tie it all together well you have a story that connects us to all of these conspiracy theories through you through your association with Hulk Hogan. Ooh. I don't know if I can connect them all. You might have to do that, but I can just tell you my part in this you whole... Gotta, yeah, tell us your loop. part. They can People who are listening to this can retroactively piece together all the puzzle pieces. They will become smarter that way, and therefore more intelligent and ready for the lizard invasion. All right. So I'll try to tell the story as best as I can. My dad is the claw. Who is the claw, you might think, you might wonder? Well, the claw is actually a legendary wrestler that nobody talks about. So I never even knew this until my uncle had told me. But my dad was one of the most fearsome wrestlers in the history of wrestling. In fact, and he is a noble man too, in fact, this would have ended his career. So my uncle had told me the story of his final match. So this was around the same time that I was born, November 27, 1996. Real quick, I don't mean to interrupt, but when this was taking place, were these televised matches or was this in like the underground WWE? This was in the underground WWE that was also... In the Denver airport. Ooh, okay. Now it's getting real. So there he was, faced off against the government's <laughs> most secret weapon, Hulk Hogan. That's him. That's the one. Now, this is, now my dad had held me in his arms before this match and said to himself, This is my legacy. <laughs> this is what's going to carry the claw through history. So... There he was, fighting the machine of a man, Hulk Hogan. It was down there near the end, whenever Hulk Hogan had my dad in his leg lock. While my dad was, you know, there on the ground trying to catch his breath, Hulk Hogan had told him, Your son is a monkey. (laughs) And right then and there, he knew he had to end this. So there he used his bionic claw to grab Hulk Hogan and thus end the super weapon's life. But he was still alive. (laughs) Is he, though? Is Paul McCartney really alive? That's true. That's true. So I didn't believe this, of course, because my uncle always likes to tell me stories that aren't true. But there I was in my basement underneath my house where I discovered his bionic claw. What'd you what? do? He found the claw. Well, what else do you think I would have done? I took it to the government and told him, this is something too strong for one person. <laughs> so as we speak, the right hand or claw, I would say, of my father, is in the Denver airport. So, my goodness. It's hard to say, so I need to ask you, after the defeat, the triumphant defeat of Hulk Hogan, what what does the claw do nowadays? That's a good question. I don't really know, but I can tell you the origin. See, my dad told me a story 
of this weird item, this weird claw that he had found while he was walking around in Arizona. He was walking to a gas station to pick up a Slurpee when (laughs) he blacked out to wake up with this bionic claw for an arm. He says it was aliens, but nobody believed him. But I believe him. I can feel the warmth coming from your So I think this claw is actually a hand of friendship extended to us from our alien friends. So you're telling me that the aliens that we have talked about on this podcast earlier are actually friends of us. That the claw was given to them, was given to Randy in order to fight the New World Order in the Denver airport and prove the aliens' dominance through their technology by being a vessel with the claw. Yes, because they knew the power of the Hulk Hogan. And and they knew something that was. Gave it back to them. You gave it to them, dude. You gave them back the claw. Dude, I didn't even think of that. But you didn't know. You didn't know. We can't hold you accountable. We've since figured it out because of this podcast that that was why it happened. So now we need you, Wes, since you're already in your secret mission with Kohl's. Maybe you can save up all your Kohl's cash till you have a monopoly on, like, all the Kohl's cash. Then you can go to the Denver airport and you can try to come up with some sort of situation where you can pay them enough Kohl's cash to get the claw back. And then save humanity. And save humanity. It's a beautiful story, Wes. Wow. So, I feel really touched inspired. Well, but, I, I just hope this stays in the confidentiality of this podcast room. The world can't know the existence of the claw it's because bet- we'll all go searching for it, like the existence of Pokemon. <laughs> They're or real. like the Ark of the Covenant. Dude, or like the Ark of the Covenant. Here's the thing, Wes. I just realized something. The claw was not the secret weapon because Hulk Hogan had him in a chokehold. The secret weapon was you. Because when Hulk Hogan called you a little monkey, that's what reinvigorated the claw claw to go and go uh, ape crap all over, excuse the pun, all over Hulk Hogan. So you are are, the chosen one. So you're saying that I'm the only one that can power the claw. You must be. Because I am the son of Randy. The son of Randy. Yes. And he is on our podcast today. People are probably wondering, why would you bring on such a random name onto your podcast? And they have since discovered it. We... Because I'm the one that can save humanity. It all comes together in the end. The Illuminati. Dallas is in utter awe. Speechless. That's all I can say. Speechless. You stole the words out of my mouth with your claw. And you're not letting them back. (laughs) I'm not laughing. Yeah, you are. Well, Why are you laughing? This is serious. You're saving humanity. Well, we have no time to waste. We've got to get cracking on on the government. So we've got to end this podcast. So thank you, everybody, for listening today. This has been Constant Companion Podcast, Episode 7. Um, we thank you for being willing to listen. You can always subscribe to us on iTunes. You can check us out on Facebook. We also have an Instagram, which we are hoping to update. I will be working on some new storytime animations with this as well as the last one Dallas told. Um, so we are making progress. Uh, we thank you, everybody. Uh, make sure to check us out. Uh, you can always find us either on Twitter iTunes, Facebook, all those places, and then you can rate us whatever the heck you feel like. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Love ya. Long live the claw.
Leslie.